Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we're looking at Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 4b through verse 14. A little bit of background here is necessary. So what we call Christianity really emerged as part of the historic Jewish faith. So one of the things that was interesting that began to happen is the early church was almost exclusively Jewish. And then as the Holy Spirit began to work among Gentiles or people who aren't Jewish, there arose this question in the church of like, how does this work culturally? How do people who are not part of the historic Christian faith become part of the family of God? And if they're part of the family of God, we have different like customs and different foods that we eat. So how do we eat together and really be in community with one another? And in Paul's day, there were a number of Jewish Christians who were emphasizing their ethnicity and saying that those who were not Jewish needed to become culturally Jewish in order to become part of God's family. That was part of this wrestling of what do they need to do and what does this mean? This group called the Judaizers emphasized this to such an extent that they said that if a person became a Christian, a Gentile became a Christian, they had really only gone halfway. And now they needed to become circumcised and to become fully culturally Jewish. Now, Paul does not rebuke this group quite as consistently here as he does in the letter to the Galatians, but he takes a moment to address the issue in our reading today. By making this their point of emphasis, the Judaizers were really doing what most groups, many groups, have done throughout history, and that's saying that their value or their significance is based on their ancestry or certain cultural badges. However, the point of Israel was not that they were to be like everyone else, squabbling about which cultural grouping was the best. No, they were called to be the light to the whole world. Paul has said all along that faith is the marker of being in God's family, not cultural or ethnic practices. And in doing so, Paul also reminds the Jewish Christians that he's one of them. He is a Jewish Christian, and he's an impressive one as far as his ancestry. He has all the right credentials. He's certainly not anti-Jewish. Paul believes that the story of Israel has now been fulfilled in a radical and unexpected way in Jesus Christ, and this changes everything. Paul tells the Philippians that if anyone has any reason to be confident in their status as being part of God's chosen people, it's him. He was circumcised, just like Jewish little boys were supposed to. He was part of Israel, specifically the tribe of Benjamin. If that were not enough, Paul goes on enlisting his credentials. He was a Pharisee, so much so that he resisted all opposition. He was righteous under the law, blameless. In other words, Paul would say, just look at my record. It's perfect. If you want to talk about insiders and outsiders to God's family— and you do it based on ancestry, Paul stacks up well. He's part of the inner, inner group. He's part of the elite. There's nothing mixed up about Paul's ethnicity or background. He's one of God's chosen people. In fact, if it's just based on that, 
he should be excluding lots of other people. But in light of Jesus Christ, none of that matters. Because of Jesus, exclusion is no longer in Paul's heart. He has renounced the old life. When Paul chooses not to trust in his own ethnic and moral badges, he opens himself up to see that Christ is inviting those who are not from the right group, who messed up their lives, even Gentiles, those who were families were foreign to the story of God. The whole world changed for Paul when he gave all of this up. So Paul says here, For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish. Now our English translations are really polite. <laughs> the English word rubbish is not nearly strong enough. The word scubalone in Greek refers to excrement, and it's a swear word. So Paul is saying, I consider it all scubalone. Why? Because he is now in Christ by faith. His status in life has completely changed, and therefore the way he measures his life has changed. His status is not based on his ethnicity or his moral or cultural background. Yet it's not only a status change, it's a relationship. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. When we follow in the way of Jesus, our pride has to go away. We should clarify, Paul is also not saying there's anything wrong with his background or ethnicity. Um, no. The beautiful thing about all of this is as Paul lays, lays aside this way of kind of earning or a badge that entitles him to membership, as he lays that aside, he's saying that that's actually quite wonderful, and so are all of the other backgrounds that we bring with us into faith. When we follow in the way of Jesus, we're not the same people. It changes the whole of who we are. In fact, Paul would say he's now playing a whole different game. He used to be on top of the Jewish world because of who he was, but now he is embracing suffering in order to be more like Jesus. An encounter with Christ costs us everything. It is a complete reorientation of our lives. It is a turning from what used to matter and a turning towards Christ. And this requires incredible humility. Notice the pattern of the old life. Paul says, I was this. I was that. I was part of this group. I was the best at this. Versus the new life that he describes in verses 12 through 14. I have not obtained this yet. I have not reached the goal. I am pressing on. There's a humility in this that says, I haven't attained anything. I'm pointed towards something. Paul gave up on proving himself by his background and accomplishments. He traded his I was for I have not yet. Paul describes Jesus as his prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Jesus has at last done what Israel has not and what humanity has not and could not do. He has become the means of salvation. Israel, meanwhile, had been struggling to be God's people according to the law, and the main result was that the law had become a barrier of privilege between the Jews and Gentiles. So Paul lays aside all of his privileges and wants only to know the Messiah, 
to be defined by the Messiah's faithfulness, and to know his resurrection, which, which comes through his suffering and death. So Paul says this is a matter of status. There's a status change. God regards all Christians as being in Christ. But it's also a matter of personal knowledge, not just knowing about Jesus, but knowing him in personal relationship. And it is a matter of conformity of life. Paul is committed committed to the patterns of behavior that characterize Jesus. Everything has changed. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.